I'm Ruth Wilkinson on Unleash Your Goddess. We have a special guest on the show today, Jods Don. Jods tells us about her struggle with PTSD and how alcohol ruined her life till she had a wake-up call. She now writes poetry which helps her with her healing journey and also lots of other therapies and reading material which she shares with us. As a child, she was abused by her step-granddad. We hear how she found the tools within to start on her healing journey. Jods kept moving forward and found her authentic self. Let's jump straight in and hear her journey. Welcome on to the podcast today. It's a privilege to have you on, and I'm really looking forward to finding out about your journey. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Could you share with us why you wanted to share your story with us today? Yeah, so I wanted to share my story just to kind of like open up vessels of women to share their stories. I think we all have a story as women and a lot of us are shunned and shut up and embarrassed or judged. I feel just by helping one person open up my story could just make somebody else that's kind of healing me or I've been through the same kind of trauma or toxic relationships and just kind of like come together as sisterhood. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, there's just too many, there's too much going on where it's just, we need to like speak up for ourselves and become one, like, you know, like there's so much stuff that have been hidden from us and like we are very sacred in our rights. Yes. Where we never learned this at school, there's no education, is it? It's all, you know, follow the guidelines, follow the rules. It's never like embrace what, you know, embrace your talent, embrace what makes you happy. I just feel like, I just feel like I'm a vessel from the divine. Yeah. Just to like open up portals, really. That's brilliant. And I'm looking forward to find out how we can do that and later on. So at the age of 10, what did you want to do when you grew up? So at the age of 10, I were a bit lost, to be honest. When I look back now, now I'm 41 next week, but now, <laughs> just to get that in there. But just <laughs> when I look back and I think age 10, I were a very lost child. Um, but my grandma was a nurse and I always, always wanted to be a nurse. I just wanted to be like my grandma and I never knew then but then like the power of like manifestation and I am quite powerful because I can manifest either very negative or very positive things and even back then I must have been like guided because when I was turned 18 I got my dream job of being a maternity midwifery assistant wow and then when I look back and like gauge everything I think well you manifested that when you were 10 yes station and positivity is really powerful. Was your parents spiritual or religious? No. Came from a broken home. Um, didn't really have much to do with dad and mum. Mum's only just got into it now by seeing how I've progressed. Yeah. I bet it's really helping her, is it? it massively. You won't, oh. you honestly you will not understand the changes. It's, it's, it's magic. Yeah, amazing. So did you have a happy childhood? Some would say it was happy, but when you go into the shadow and the depths of childhood, no. My, like I said, I came from a broken home. Mum was domestically abused by stepdad. Um, there were a lot of alcohol involved. I was sexually abused from a young age, which has had a big impact on me. But I kept it. I, 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 I feel like there was someone just really at the side of me, like just kind of like getting me through life to this ripe age of 41, which I feel at least quite a young age to be. Because yeah. that childhood, I don't remember much of being young. Even though yeah. it wasn't all doom and gloom, I can't sit here and lie, you know, yeah. we went on holidays and, you know, we had Christmases, but... Was that your stepdad that abused you? No, it was my grandma's husband. 
Okay. So it wasn't your real granddad? Step-granddad, yeah. Okay. And what age did that start? That started at about probably between the age of four till about nine, nine, ten. And what got you through that? Did you realise it was wrong? No, I didn't realise it was wrong until I probably got to about 12. And I think I used to think, well, bloody, that one, that's because you get like the uh, groom, you don't think, until yes. you tell I'll tell. And like I said, my grandma was his nurse and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And oh. like I said, a lot of it was very, I don't remember. And I really do want to go into like past life regression no. because I do want to remember it. I do want to remember because you, you've took my, you took my childhood away. Yeah. He was um, schizophrenic. Yeah, which is no excuse. And I, but I forgive, I yeah. forgive him because forgiveness is not a weakness. It's, it's for yourself, isn't it? Forgiveness, because yeah, otherwise yeah. it affects you, for illnesses and stuff. So it's that letting go, which is which is hard. It's, it's is very hard. hard. And I didn't tell something mom, like that. I didn't tell my mum till I was twenty-one, and then she's like, and then it's like the whole case. Well, why didn't you tell me when you were younger? Then you feel blame. Like, well, yeah. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't. It you know. And now I need to tell you, kind of thing. So it was a bit. It's a bit wishy-washy, to be honest with you. Yeah. How did that affect you at school? Well, this is the thing. I think I was missed, to be honest, because um, I was quite naughty at school. Yeah. I would um, stay out all night and be a bit promiscuous. Um, I even got got referred to the psychologist and they closed the case. When I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, I had I went to see my GP and I said, you know, when you look back over my notes, I said, in the no red flags? There must be loads of red flags. And I remember when I when I was about eight, nine, I used to have recurring UTIs. Yeah. Like, why wasn't that picked up on? Why have we always had a wee infect, a urine infection? Yeah. Yeah. And when I, I think there's loads, loads of things that have been missing, like the psychiatrist, you know, they just wrote me off back then. But back then they did, didn't they? It's not as... It's not as good top. as it is now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... Well, like, again, I say, like, I've healed and it was my journey. It was my journey to get through. And to also now tell your story to help others. Went on leaps and bounds and people just brushed it under the cat. Even if it, you know, sexual abuse doesn't have to be actual penny. It can be touching, it can be molestation, it can be inappropriate. And it's not right. No, no, that's right. We are vessels for our children. We don't want our children going up thinking that that's all right, inappropriate comments or inappropriate touches. or It's not, it's not right. Yeah, no, that's right. It happens a lot in the workplace, doesn't it, for us women as well? yeah. And we just think we just like get embarrassed and think, oh, okay, because it could be your boss, it could be someone who uh, who you look up to. What would you say at this point to someone who's been through that in their childhood, uh, but it felt like so they can't tell anyone, but it's affected their whole life? I would say write it down, yeah, journal, get them feel. I mean, I um, I know like we've been kind of been putting showing a lot of poetry on your page. Yes, um, I write. I found that I was um, quite got my words out through poetry. Write it down look over it forgive and I don't mean to say like forgive the perpetrator I mean forgive just forgive everything that's happened and then it kind of is like like a little barrier that kind of lifts and you're like yeah right I do matter so to get me past this burden I have to forgive I have to let go and I have to accept that it did happen yeah can move forward yeah do you think subconsciously that we blame, because I know with rape and, and things that happened to me as a child, do you think that we blame ourselves? We, yeah, definitely. We, we realise it. We're not to blame, no way, but we kind of blame ourselves. Well, yeah, because I used to go upstairs and I used to think, I used to, well, what did you go upstairs for? You must have not, but I was a bloody kid. 
yeah. What are you going? Yeah. You know, like why did you go upstairs into his bedroom? Because he wouldn't. He would. He, he would have. He would have beast. Yeah. But like, I used to think, well, why did I go upstairs? Why wouldn't? Why did no one not notice that I went upstairs into his bedroom for so long? Why did nobody cotton on? Why is why why did this actually happen? But then you've got to kind of like see people. Grandma was working. Mum was working. You know, mum was like I said in an abusive relationship. So grandma used to have her. She were um, at the hospital. It was a perfect opportunity for him, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then the blackmail from him. You know, if you tell, I'll tell grandma that you've done this, that, and the other. Quite sadistic. I do think the first step to getting over it is like I got over it by writing. Yeah, just writ and written, written, written. And you have you've written some beautiful poems that you put up in the group. There. Thank you. We said later on that we get to hear one of your poems. Yeah. Did you get married through all this, which is quite interesting? I did lose school with my GCSEs. Yeah. And like I said, I went on to be a midwifery assistant mm-hmm. at the hospital, which. That helped me leaps and bounds because it were women-centred, women giving birth, which is crazy now because I absolutely love rebirth. Yes. I never wanted to do my midwifery, which is a bit – and I, I, I kind of get why now I didn't want to do it, but I was happy being the support for them yeah. women and yeah. them babies and them families who needed – like, you know, my job never really suffered except towards the end when I did take a bit of time off. I was in midwifery. Then I, had, I got pregnant with my 16-year-old son, Jade. Which was a, it wasn't really a relationship, but I got pregnant and I, I wanted someone to love. I wanted someone on my own. So it was a no go, was that I was having this baby. You know, it, it could never be taken away from me. It's mine, it's mine to love. So I've got something to love on my own. Then I got in a bit of a narcissistic relationship. When I say narcissistic, I kind of say it was a bit of toxic on both levels. Yeah. It was a bit of a bouncer. Like I, I have studied narcissism um, very much. We've all got a bit of narcissistic traits. Yes. But it's what, yeah. what you do with that trait. Then I started drinking when I was phoning in were ill for work. Didn't want to go in. My depression kicked in. Um, Jade was probably about eight, nine at this point. And he's seen a lot. Yeah. He's seen being drunk, which I have to hold my hands up. It's not a, it's not a lie. He's, he's witnessed me being yeah. in drunkenness, you know, like on the floor, throwing up. He's witnessed all of it. But we are very close and I've spoke to him and he understands the reasons which are not excuses. No, that's right. And the you thing know, is, you've been open and you've said to him, look, and apologised and then moved on. And I think a lot of times we look back and I know for myself, a lot of guilt, but you can't change your past. You can only move yeah. forward. And he sees a change in you now, doesn't he? Which is oh, massively, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Massive change. And that's what would happen when I was drinking. The guilt had set in. So then I won't get out of bed and I won't get changed. And I just, it was just a never ending circle. Yeah. Never ending circle. So what would you say when you first started drinking? Was that when you was young, young, or when did it become a problem? I think it became a problem probably in my late 20s. And I can't drink because I black out. Yeah. Which is very scary because what's happening in that space or time when I'm blacking out? Because I could still be walking or sat in a room, but a few times I've been taken advantage of being like that, which, again, I am not making an excuse. I shouldn't have been drinking. But at the same time, if you're around people who respect and care for you they should not that's be taken right. advantage of you that's right um which I, and I've caught myself in a few of them with the episodes which I again the anxiety the worry the paranoia comes in and the long-lasting effects yeah they yeah. really are long-lasting effects and it takes a lot to finally crumble and say I need help yeah so what was your lowest point when you were drinking so my lowest point was I was out and I dropped my friend, uh, I dropped my mum and Jade off. I went back to my friends, had a few vodkas, drove home, which wasn't the first time I ever drove home, drink driving, yeah. which is disgusting, I know. But I'll hold my hands up. 
yeah. And I crashed into a wall and wrote my car off and nearly went over the wall. Um, the woman whose house it was, she came out, I was screaming and carrying on. I was literally two minutes from home, which is, again, crazy, because yeah. it was just around the corner. Someone had run back and told my mum. So my mum came with my son, who was seeing me arrested, had been screaming and crying. I was kicking off with a policeman, and the policewoman actually said to my mum, has she been abused by men? Oh, Something wow. happened. To, yeah, which is, it is which that... That triggered me because I thought, how does she know? Yeah. She said, she's been, she, she's got some issues with men. Yeah. So that policewoman was so lovely that she sat in the back and she could, she actually, I was crying my eyes out and she actually cuddled me in the back of that Aww. car. Aww. Which, yeah. And then when I got to the police station, I was like, there was a threatening to section me because I was just so out of control until the sergeant came when I'd kind of like sobered up and she went, come on, Jodie. She's like, what? What's going on? And she went, you had such a different person to when you came in. She went, going to give you a cup of tea. We're going to interview you. You've been done drink driving. It's a lesson. It's a journey. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And she was just so lovely. Yeah. But if I'd have carried on creating, they uh, had to put me in a holding cell, which was see-through. Yeah. That were just lashing out. And thankfully, I didn't get sectioned. But it, I was so close to getting sectioned and probably having my kids taken off me. And what was the turning point for you to wait when you started to get help and you started to the healing journey? i seen them. Um, a Reiki course online on Facebook and I've always thought like you know you always know that you're a bit different or a bit yes. like some spirit interests you so I just I went on um, a book start there were another lady there were only three of us the Reiki master and me and this little lady we did the Reiki level one when they did the Reiki on me like they're practicing I cried like a little girl it was like everything oh. in that room I was shaking they had to literally ground me with spoons you know how you do the cold spoon yes yeah it yeah. was just so much energy, like it was just, it was just another world. And when Powerful. I've gone home, and when I've gone home, had a, a cleansing bath, and I thought, this is my path. It's this is that all this has led you to this. So sorry, can we just go back? You went home and had a cleansing bath. What's that? Yeah, I had, I had a cleansing bath. So they said when you know just to um, cleanse yourself, which so I did. Like I put some peppermint in, some sage, lit some um, incense sticks, put some bath salts in. I cleansed myself. I just got it hot. Is that Epsom salts? Epsom salts, yeah. I was never so, told that when I did my Reiki. Okay. Really? Yes. I, I put peppermint tea bags from Aldi in me, peppermint ah. tea bags. And then I just like had a shower head and I just like literally with a um, cold shower, just rinsed everything off and just let it all go. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's powerful. And how did you feel after that? I felt a shift. Yeah. I did feel a shift, but I probably still took to a bottle. I still, had, still carried on having a few drinks. And until then, I um, looked online again and there was a, well, I'm sorry, a beautiful woman who I absolutely adore. She does like um, healing and she healed me. I went to her house for a Reiki session and she knew straight away, she went, you do Reiki, you don't you? I said, yeah. <laughs> Which when she, she, she just couldn't believe it. She knew she knew everything. Like she just she released so much, and she said, "When you leave here, Jodie, she went the way you're gonna ascend. Wow. She, but you've got to want it." And we're, we're just we're, they were really very good friends, me and her. And I mean, she just I'm just in awe because if I hadn't gone to her, I probably might have. I mean, I did. I've tried to take my own life, so and I probably would have either ended up dead or not where I am now. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to I had to fight for that the spark inside that were like you have got something to offer the world. But you've got to find it yourself. You can't, you've got to fight for what you want, kind of thing. That's right. It isn't just going to arrive at your door, is it? Knock at the door. There we go. Here's a package for you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, love. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Well, it wouldn't be great because, you know, and and for me, everything I've been through has made me who I am today. It's made me a strong person. It gives you soul. It gives you, you know, everything you go through is 
dare I say it for a reason. And and if you can help others, it's that's, that's even better, isn't it? That are going through it is, the same things. And I think that that's not spoke about. Like it, you know, yeah, you made a mistake. Yeah, you effed up. Yeah, you did this. Yeah, it, it, you know, as long as you've moved past it and you've learned the lesson, healing is lineal. It's like forgiveness is not a weakness. It's and it's not to say forgive A, B, C, and D. Yeah, but it just helps that like, lift the the mist. Does so to someone that's got a problem with alcohol and they're going round and round and that they just cannot. They try and give up and they go back again. They can What would you say to them right now? I just say keep trying. And I am not perfect. I relapsed about three weeks ago. I don't know if I've. Um, I don't know if people will. You. I think you might know if you're on my Facebook. But I've had some. My eldest child is sixteen, and then in 2020 the lockdown, I got pregnant. So there's a big 16-year-old age gap between my eldest and my youngest who turned one on the 19th of September. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So that was a big bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. Because it's such a big... I had to deal with all... I was just on my healing journey. I was just getting there. I was doing all my courses. I've done life coach course. I've done hop and owner course. I've done this course, you know, we're writing. And then I fell pregnant. Yeah. So for that for that whole nine months of 2020, I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. I just looked after them. That was the best year of my life, to be honest. Even though it was like a sad year for a lot of people because it was corona yeah. and lockdown, I rebirthed myself then. And I became the woman that I wanted to be with nurturing this baby. A lot of people have said that. I mean, it's it's, it's obviously awful the loss, but a lot of people have said how it made them stop. And for me, it made me stop. Deal with stuff. Yeah. And what's the name of your little baby? He's called Tava Daniel. That's a lovely name. So Teva is um, his dad's granddad and Daniel is my brother, which this is absolutely another crazy bit to the story. So Daniel was 36 when he died through alcohol. Yeah. He drunk himself to death. We had to watch him die and turn the life support machine on. 36 years young. And when I thought, when I said to you, I think I've always had something, someone around me. My uncle John, I was born on the 28th of September 1980. Yeah, and my uncle John tragically got killed on the thirty first of the twelfth, nineteen eighty, which is Mum's birthday. Yeah, by a drink driver. Wow. So this alcohol is just—it's just so. I mean, I've got goosebumps right now. There's just something about this alcohol that I don't know if it's an ancestral trauma or, but it's like three. You know, my uncle got killed by a drink driver. My brother drunk himself to, and he literally drunk himself to death. He killed himself for alcohol. I got caught drink driving. Yeah, I would say that I am an alcoholic because I do binge. I yeah. don't drink every day and I don't drink every week or months. But when I drink, I binge. Have you ever gone to with, AA? Well, I didn't go because when I got charged with drink driving, I went on a group therapy course, right? Um, which was amazing because they were, even though it sounds a bit derogatory, they were all males yeah. in this course. And there were 12 of them and me, little <laughs> old me. And I learned some. Yeah. I just learned so much from these guys. And they opened up and the women on the courses, they said, you know what, they've never had a course where the men have opened up about the drinking. Well, that's good. So I think sometimes for me, it's just like a relapse. Yeah. If I've got, if I can't cope, it's a cope. It's like if I haven't got a coping mechanism. Like obviously, I've had, I have the baby, so I'm a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. One of us, we know how hard it is. Even yeah. if we choose to stay at home, it's hard. It is. You know. So sometimes, like if my mum would have him, I just oh, I'll just have a glass of wine, and there you go. Before you know it, I've got a, had a glass of wine. That's which it. Yeah. I'm not proud of. It's an ongoing healing journey, isn't it? Yeah. No, it is. It's. You're an amazing lady. You really are. Oh, thank you. We're going to talk now about your PTSD and the tools yep. you've used to get through it. So if we talk about, if you can tell us more about it, what it is and how it affects your life and the tools okay. that you've used to get through it. So post-traumatic stress disorder is 
it's where you keep going back to past events and you can't kind of grasp what happened. And the more stressed or depressed or anxiety I have, the post-traumatic stress comes in. And it's a bit like, why me? It's a bit like, do I feel sorry for myself? Like, you know how I said, is it my fault? It's my fault to blame. Why do you have post-traumatic stress disorder? But post-traumatic stress disorder to me is anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, not eating, not bathing, not washing, not wanting to talk. My phone's on silent because I can't stand it ringing. Because who is it? <laughs> Who's ringing me kind of thing? Is it like a Very trigger? Much, yeah. yeah, a lot of triggers. So yeah. I still get a lot of triggers now, but I do... Because I have kind of like advanced into like, I do meditation every day. I will, regardless, I'll meditate every day, really? even if it's for 10 minutes. And I do that a lot with like binual beats. Someone else said about them the other day. I need to look into them. They're really yeah. good. That's on YouTube, is it? That's on YouTube, yeah, and there's loads. There's a woman on there called Lisa Romano, Lisa Romaria, and she talks a lot about narcissistic people and inner child healing. All right. And what I listened to her, um, one of her first inner child, and I, again, I cried like a baby. It just released so much negative energy. Because we need to be known that we're loved and held. and Because love is all we need, isn't it? We just need to be loved. Like, love right. is all that matters. Yeah. What would you say to someone that needs that inner child healing, but they're not spiritual? Where can they go to start that? You can go on YouTube, look at the videos on there. There's a lot of inner child healing. I think as soon as you get listened to them, inner child healing, bin your it's kind of like an addiction. Sometimes I do think, and I, probably a lot of people think, hey, I've got an addictive personality. So if I, if I hook onto something with the post-traumatic stress and I enjoy it, it's going to become addictive to me, but not addictive where it's alcohol. Well, it's, it's healthy. Yeah. Medication. Yeah, 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 of course, it's healthy. I, I drink celery juice every morning and it's an addiction. But in a child healing, you have to, you have to go back to that little child and you have to give that child all the love that you never had and you have to kind of reach into your heart yeah. heart space and really like take control of that upbringing because no one deserves to go through as a child trauma no no, no one deserves to go through trauma but again the first step again is admitting yeah. writing it down and just looking at it just look at it just look and look and you know it's not your fault you was a child and quite often we, we kind of put it in like a little box just put it away and just but in the end it is going to explode you can't keep putting things and hiding things away and just pushing it down yeah, because it gets worse yeah it's just like you say it just it's oh then you add something else into a pot or something else into a pot and that's when I ended up in hospital like from um, an overdose we couldn't even yeah. get a vent or very lucky the lady coming around me she just went look you said you've just you've got some and even then I went like, I can handle it I'm strong I can handle it yeah I'm all right I can do it I'll do it my way but no you need help that's right was there any books or any websites or anything online that helped other than youtube my bloody book library honestly is amazing i don't know if you've read this but i hope you have i hope you have i hope we're on our little connection here have you read um, women who run with the wolves yes i've got it on audible Uh, i've got the book it's fantastic uh, that's good that book is an absolute bloody Uh, game changer it is it is i just love her I yeah. just love her so much. So I, I did start off, I like reading um, like The Secret at first. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you another good one. Um, I'm just looking at my book thing now because I can't find him. Um, was it Russell Brand? Yes, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, his book. His book is about addiction. Yeah. Okay. And he's got a work a workbook in there where you can, you know, jot, jot things down and journal. Okay. And he is very, very good. And then I did, I did kind of read a lot of Martina Cole books, which is off the subject of spirituality, but they really helped. And what are they about? Like, I've never heard of them. Martina Cole. She's just like a fiction, a fiction novel. Okay. But they'll kind of like go back into like 
the 1920s of what life were like, you know, back in London and the gangsters and the, you know, like the working ladies of the night and stuff and just how they had to like, do like these big houses and how people sold the kids to the rich men, yeah. like slaves. It, and they would really helped me. Yeah. Another book is called Waking the Tiger. Yes. Now I've just, I've put that on Audible, ready to listen to that one, Waking the Tiger. Yeah. No, someone said about it on Facebook. That's why I've, I've got it. What is that one about? So Waking the Tiger is about um, healing trauma. Right. So it's by Peter Levine. And it just, it's like, it's about normalising symptoms of trauma and steps needed to heal. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you kind of like, we have all these sensations, but without awareness, we don't know what to do with them, do we? There's no one, there's no one that's ever said to us, it's if you've been through trauma, it's okay to feel A, B, C, and D. You're just told to shut up. It didn't happen. You don't want to cause trouble. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. I'm just looking for my other book because, oh, this is a book that you'll love, I think. I don't know if you've read it there. This is a game changer. Mary Magdalene Revealed. No, I haven't read that one. By Megan Watterson. And what's now, this that is about? about she's, um, she's one of the divine feminists from years and years ago. Oh, wow. Mary Magdalene, uh, they said she was a prostitute. Yeah. But she won't. She was just Jesus's good friend. Yeah, but because she used to do like certain things, not not even in a sexual way, by the hierarchies or them that be it, yeah. the male friends of um, Jesus said she was um, a prostitute. Yeah. Now Mary Magdalene is the first apostle. Yeah. And she, I believe that Mary comes to me as one of my goddess divine, you know, like her messengers. Yes. I believe that I am one of Mary's disciples, kind of thing, because everything in that book it clicks. Yeah. You know, when you're reading anything. Yeah, it just hits straight to yourself. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you've if you've heard of Rebecca Campbell, Rise Sister Rise. Yeah, but I haven't yeah, listened that, that, to it. That's a very good. Um, that's a that's good book. That's quite good at tools like how to learn to like. Yeah. Put you put you first because you can't pour from an empty cup. No, that's right. And we're, we're so busy out with of being mom, being friend, being sister. And helping being, people, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and who helps us? Who's that one person you can talk to about anything? Uh, my mum now. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's where lovely. before I couldn't even speak to her because she'd have an opinion about bloody everything, like they do. <laughs> but now she sits and she listens and she'll Aww. even send me messages now saying, one, 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 or two, 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 you know, the time and stuff. Yes, and yeah. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Calm down, yeah. So we're going to talk about your journey now to becoming a white witch, rose goddess, the Reiki we've already covered. And then maybe at the end of that, if you want to read out one of your poems, that'd be lovely. Okay, so I first, again, being young, I used to make um, perfumes out of rose petals when I was about eight and nine. This is one of the memories I can actually remember, to be honest. Yeah. And I always think, oh, I'm a witch. And the power of intention, again, when I say my thoughts, so powerful that I could turn situations into like yeah. a negative or thing. And I used to say to my friends, I think I'm a witch, man. And they'll say, oh, shut up, you're not a bloody, how are you a witch? I said, because I know, yeah. I know certain things, I know when something's going to happen. Or, Look, I said this and it's been now. And I said that and that's happened. And so, you know, it's just, it's really crazy. So then I just started reading loads of these witch books. And then reading like the Mary Magdalene, reading Women Who Run With The Wolves. And this really made me think, there's no way, one way to be. If you are a witch, you have your own way of being a witch. So then I started doing my own rituals, um, making moon water, making um, protection sprays. And I just sat down one time and I just like asked for some guidance and pulled some cards. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, 
you are you're a, you're a witch is that a hedge witch then as you're making the potions and the, the herb it's all yeah yeah but you can you don't have to be one specific witch yeah yeah you can be you know one day you can be a garden witch one day you could be a kitchen witch one day you could be out in nature which um I always see and I know people think that it's cliche but I always see orbs Oh, when yes. I take photos, yeah. Yeah. and they are very, very prominent. For the listeners that don't know what an orb is, can you tell us what an orb is? So it's like, um, I call it spirit. <laughs> I call it spirit. Um, and it's like a little bit of energy that goes in front of your camera or your video, and it's quite bright and shiny, and it, they come in different colours. And the reason I know I think it's spirit is because the colours always change. Yes. Which I, which, which I, which I put down to chakras. Yeah. If anyone knows about chakras, yes. we have chakras. And when I take the videos in the morning and the colours come, I think that's what I'm going to heal today. Yeah. Or that's what I need to focus on today. I need to focus on my heart chakra if it's green. I need to focus on my root chakra if it's red. That's I need good. to focus on the sacral chakra if it's orange. Yeah, I just, I know deep inside when I'm on my journey, the path, that when I say I'm a white witch, I am a white witch. And it's even on Teva Daniel's birth certificate. When it says occupation, it says white witch. White witch. Yeah. I want him to That's teach great. his kids in the lineages when he's grandchildren. Yeah. My mum. Yeah. She practiced witchcraft, which is witchcraft is not evil. If you no, practice good no, witchcraft, yeah, you know. that's right. It's whether it's good or bad, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to be putting um, no. spells on people. You know, no. do your own spell work, kind of thing, that's and manifest right, yeah. and believe. It's just about believing in your creativity, your yeah. power, your your unique uniqueness. And a rose goddess, what is that? So that is um, so a rose goddess is. I've just did a course on that, so it's just about learning about how to um, work with other goddesses. Like you've got Hector, you've got Mary Magdalene. You've got Arisha. You've got like there's so many goddesses that you can work that you can work with and or ask them for help. Yeah. Um, there's Sister Teresa, Thelka. Oh wow. Uh, but Evan Watterson in the Mary Magdalene revealed she does um, tarot cards. Okay. And divine feminine. All the goddesses are there, and when you pull them out, honestly, there's Madonna, the Cosmic Egg. Wow. It's wow. just it's a really good deck to work with. And do you offer so, therapy? Any I therapy? did do. Until kind of like I thought, do you know what, Jodes? You need to help yourself first. Yeah. yeah. Again, you can't pour from an empty cup. And no, that's I'm right. still healing. Before I had the baby, Tava, I was on that healing journey and I was pushing forward and I was pushing forward. But then I got pregnant for nine months and he's only just turned one. So I've kind of like, and I've wrote a book. I need yeah. to type it up. Yeah. Which I was supposed to type it up um, before my birthday, but it's not going to happen. It will, it will happen at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I think I believe in divine timing, yes. which that's yeah. why I believe in divine goddesses like divine feminines. That um, yeah. deck of divine feminine oracle by Megan Watterson is amazing to work with. Yeah. There's so is. much energy in them cards. Yeah. And then you don't, you don't even realise how many actual goddesses there are. There's yeah. 52 in that deck. That's powerful. That is powerful. I can't, let me just have a look and I'll just see if I can pull one now because I'll see what we're getting. Sounds good. Right, so I'll pull, I'll pull Divine Feminine for us. And out pops, would you believe it? I wish my camera were on. Mary Magdalene, the Apostle to the Apostles. Wow. I am the bridge between heaven and earth. I am fully human. And then we have Lala, the saint of spoken words. Every word I say becomes a prayer. I am the author of my own story. Wow. So you pulled which one? Mary Magdalene? Mary Magdalene fell out. Yeah. And then we had Lala, which is the saint of spoken words. Wow. Okay. 
which is every word I say becomes a prayer. I am the author of my own story. And when you think, we've just been speaking about all that. Yes, we have. We have. That is <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I just yeah. love how magic it is. Like. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Would you like to share one of your poems now? One of your lovely poems? Yeah. So this was written on the 30th of the 12th, 20. I went back to a place that I can never forsake. I hate the way I start to fade and the devil takes over and I no longer am me. You see, the addiction got me tripping. Why am I even sipping? Next time I could be sitting asking forgiveness of an innocent victim. Raw poet, Jodio. That is really nice. That was writing about drink driving. Yeah. There was a, a website called Writers Cafe. I think it's writerscafe.org. Because I used to, years ago, write poetry and I put it on there. Um, and it's quite good. You, know, you all come together and put, and put stuff on there and that. I'm sure people, would, they'd love to hear your poems. But it's finding the right like the right audience and things because when I I really get into it, you know, and like I do like um before I was reading them out, but if I get nervous, I speak really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I'm quite happy that this I haven't spoke quite too fast or stuttered. No. Which I have got which means I'm I'm doing it now though, because I'm getting nervous, as you can just tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's fine. No, there's nothing to be nervous about. It's fine. We, we are so laid back, chilled and laid back and, and just and just be who, who you are, you know. Do you feel there's anything in your life that's holding you back right now? I think what's holding me back is the lack of belief that I can make. I can be into this. I can do poetry. I can write this book. I can be an advocate for women and mental illness. I can be a voice. I can travel the world and promote and be on stage with women like yourself and who people are listening and just promote that these we are women of the world without us. It's you know, we've all got a story to tell. Yeah. Once you tell that story, it opens up a portal for so many, so many people. You don't realize, do you, when you put something out that even that one person's just thinking, bloody hell. Yeah. It changes their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how many women come to me and they're like, Oh, my story is, I don't want to share it because it isn't going to help anyone and it isn't as bad as that person's story. I'm like, that doesn't matter. Everyone's story, Everyone's is, story is important. Exactly. exactly. It's important. Definitely. And it will help. Exactly. That's your no story. No one's story is more important than anybody else. That's right. Not, not That's right. Totally. By the way, I believe in you and I believe you can do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I believe, I believe you can do it. And as I say, I often read your poems that, that you put up in the in, in my group there, and um, and no, they're, they're amazing and helping so many in there as well. Thank you. So many women. I'm I'm trying to remember the name of the group now. I'm trying. To, <laughs> I've got so wild, many groups. Wild Women Soul UK. That's it. There you go. See, that's the one. <laughs> I'm on it. You see, yeah, you are. You are. So we're going to move on to quick fire questions. I'll ask you a question. You just give me a, a quick answer back. What makes you smile? My two boys. Do you believe in other dimensions? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Your favourite holiday? It was in Tunisia, 2018, where me and my mum made a pact. Oh, lovely, lovely. A song that makes you happy. Do you know what? When I, I, I don't know. I've got so many, but I'm happy because I'm happy. I'm happy. Have you seen the video to that one? Because I'm happy. That's happy a lovely one. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Last time you cried and why? The last time I cried was last week because I relapsed on them when I had a little bit of a drink. Yeah, but you got up and carried on. That's, that's yeah. the main thing. That's the main thing, isn't it? Your favourite meal? Steak at Miller and Carter. 
lovely sounds good uh two things you're grateful for love and life and what would you say to your 18 year old self you got through it and i'm so proud of you totally thank you so much for coming on jody it's been amazing to hear your journey and the tools that you've used to get through and where you've come and where you are now it's absolutely amazing. And it's great because I think we're all still on a healing journey, no matter how yeah. much. Yeah, you never fully heal, you know, can you? Them voices just not, not as strong and not as, they don't control your life as much, do they? Yeah, definitely. Voices, yeah. We need we need more education. I, I can't believe in the schools and that don't give more emotional education, the emotional side me of things. Too, it's, yeah, it's me needed. too. It's, it's horrendous. It's needed, especially in the teen. Hormones all over the place, yeah. they're all over this the place. This is what I'd love to like promote, like when, you know, like if we do get like a woman's circle, like in your in promote that it does need to be in the curriculum. Certainly. And I think I think you'll be good at that. You really oh, would. Thank you. You really would. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for coming on today. So much. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'd like to thank Jodie for being open and honest about her journey. Through her showing her vulnerability and talking about her life, it will show you that we can all get through and don't give up. You have that strength within, just start to take pigeon steps and take one day at a time. We believe in you and know you have the tools within to start your journey too. Thank you Jodie for being real. We look forward to our next podcast and see you there. Bye.